Welcome to episode 19 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be covering hip imbalance during the squat, rest weeks and deloading, and improving wrist mobility. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, episode 19. We are currently in California. <laughs> We're recording this for the future on a Monday to be released on a Wednesday. Yeah. Where we'll be in California. So, okay. But I was speaking to the people who are listening hmm. that we're currently in California. Yeah, yeah, we're in California right now, guys. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> All right, anyway, I don't really, I'm still new to this whole podcast game. I don't know how this works. So we'll, we'll be in California to uh, visit uh, Results Fitness where we have our, I guess, um, uh, how do I say it? How do I say it? every few months? Quarterly? It's every, it's every, every, three times a year. Every try yearly. <laughs> our our tri annual <laughs> mastermind where we get together with other fitness businesses under the uh, Results Fitness University um, mentorship program. Uh, we'll be teaching one day and then also presenting on the other. And then also getting to learn from other businesses along the way. So Yeah, and our coach Sarah is coming with us this time, which is mm. going to be really fun. This is going to be her first time out at a mastermind. So she'll uh, be representing us in one of the rooms while we're leading a different room. Yeah, so and we'll be vlogging the, the whole adventure, so you get to follow along. Sweet. Cool. All right, let's get into question number one. So this is from sale underscore R. And they asked, hip imbalance. During the squat, one side of the body goes a little to the side. Can't maintain a straight line in the frontal plane. So, good question. Uh, this is pretty common, actually. People shifting to the side while they're squatting. And this might be happening because of some injury. Like, let's say you've sprained your left ankle or you've tweaked your left knee or even, like, tore your ACL. Your body will naturally try to shy away from it. And as you squat down, it'll try to lean over to the right to, so that it's it's taking pressure away from it. Even you might be completely out of pain, but during the rehabilitation process, your body kind of naturally has these patterns and it sticks with it. Um, as far as breaking that pattern, we like to use a concept called reactive neuromuscular training, which is called RNT. And if you're a frequenter on our Instagram page, you can tell that we like to use bands quite a bit. And so for this example, we would want to use a band and push them into the pattern. So push them to the right so that they overcorrect and push to the left, right? Yeah. So if the shift is happening to the right, mm -hmm. then you actually want to push them further into that shift. So push them further into the the wrong, basically, pattern yep. so that they work against that and resist and go into more of a neutral pattern. Yeah, it's it's called feeding the mistake. And yeah. basically your brain is unaware that this is happening and by magnifying the mistake, it can then correct itself and go into more of a normalized pattern. And we like to use this because we can hypothesize what might be happening, whether it's weak ankle mobility or weak hips or whatever it might be, but the band just takes the pattern into consideration and everything else kind of works itself out. So we don't have to nitpick any certain muscle group or certain joints. We can just apply the band and let it do its magic for us. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing I think is that early on we were so 
worried about every joint and thinking mm-hmm. about what was happening at every joint that we forgot to sometimes look at the movement as a whole and what what are they they're just squatting so and what's happening they're just shifting to the left and so what we would uh, used, used to do would be like they're uh, right ankle mobility must be limited or they're like glute you know, medius yeah, one, one glute isn't weaker. firing or whatever <laughs> and now it's just like well let's just see what happens if we push them further into that mistake and let their body autocorrect mm-hmm. um, and that's been so much more successful I mean we've just been seeing people like you see it right away you see that correction they're like oh I mean, if somebody goes to push you backwards, you will lean into them because right. you don't want to fall backwards. So if you push them too far in one direction, they're going to autocorrect to lean into a more neutral pattern. Yeah. And now now what we do is we will apply the bands and probably 80 to 90% of the times that usually fixes the pattern. But for the 10 to 20% of the time where it doesn't and it seems to affect them negatively, then we'll have them... Uh, be sent out to a physical therapist or a chiropractor or acupuncturist where they can really dig in and diagnose what's happening. So now we can better utilize everyone's skill sets as opposed to trying to, you know, finagle it ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it goes with any of the like kind of corrections that we use now. We kind of think about the fact that we used to feel like everything was pretty clear. Like, oh, if you're even like if you have knee pain, it probably is because your ankles are tight or like yeah. all these things. But now it's kind of like, okay, well, we don't have an x-ray machine. We can't see inside what's going on. Like we don't know if your hips are internally or externally rotated unless you know that because you've had imaging done. Yeah. So instead of trying to diagnose as a trainer or trying to guess basically as a trainer what's going on at the joint, what's going on in, with their bones, with their muscles, like let's just look at their movement and see how much we can affect their movement in a positive way. If we can't, then let's actually refer them out to somebody who can actually get that imaging or can actually diagnose them with something if that's what's going on. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Alrighty. Let's go to number two, which is from JJ Patro. And they said, a topic I'd like to hear discussed is the importance, the importance and how to go about things like rest weeks and deloading. All right. So basically this person is talking about um, concepts that you'll hear with um, higher level programming in terms of powerlifting or even for sport training as well. And the whole idea behind Strength training is really to overload your body and your muscles to a point where it's forced to adapt. And if you are a higher level um, strength athlete or sport athlete of whatever kind, and you're really putting in a lot of hours and volume of training, then you need to eventually get into a point where you're deloading and having more rest weeks where then your body can sort of catch up and then you can then go ramp up again in terms of volume and training. Um, so as far as the majority of our members go for the first year or so, we don't really take too much, um, stock into deloads and rest, rest weeks, (laughs) (laughs) rest weeks, um, because they're not necessarily breaking down their body hard enough to warrant that sort of thing. Um, it's only when we get into more of the second and third year of training where we're doing some pretty substantial power lifting, maybe Olympic lifting, um, and really breaking down muscle fibers um, that deloads become a factor. And especially when we test their 1RM, we'd like to take a deload the week before after months of heavy training to get them their bodies to rest and then adapt and then be fresh for the actual max out day. Um, but yeah, unless you're on a very hard training cycle like that, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, rest weeks and deloading, 
but instead maybe do things like yoga or mobility training as part of like your your weekly regimen. Yeah. And then, I mean, also the other idea that we kind of live by is to listen to your body. And so mm. if your body's feeling burnt out, if you're feeling you're, like you're not enjoying your workouts, if you're feeling tired, take a rest week. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be so programmed into your you know, phases, like it doesn't, if, or, and vice versa, if you have a rest week programmed in, but you're feeling great, like there's no need to take it. Yeah. Right. So kind of just use that old, old common sense here in a little, in some ways, if you're not training for something specifically, use common sense and go by how you feel. And if you feel like your body does need a rest, absolutely take it and take, take a week off or, and by off, we mean, you know, still you want to move, but take walks or do yoga or kind of do some lighter, mobility work, something like that, and then come back and hit the weights hard the next week. Um, but yeah, don't, I, I would say unless you're an athlete specifically training for something, don't worry too much about programming in those specific rest weeks or deloads. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, and then the last question is from coffee barbells and brews. Great handle name. <laughs> um, I had a, this is a little bit longer, but I think it's good to read the whole thing. So I had a nasty mountain bike accident where I shattered my radial head and broke my wrist. My physio said the main focus was my elbow, as that's where they were most worried about redeveloping the same range of motion I had pre-crash. One thing we never looked at was my wrist mobility. Now I can flex it fine, but can only extend it about 45 degrees. Do you guys have specific drills you'd recommend for wrist mobility? It's healed, it just don't have the mobility or ability to sustain weight while extended. All right. Yeah, this is a great question. And sorry about the circumstances. Sounds yeah, I know. a little gnarly. <laughs> um, as far as mobility goes, we definitely do have a lot of drills. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about is anytime you break anything, whether it's your leg or your knee or whatever it might be, um, if, if mobility isn't stressed right from the get-go after your surgery, then a lot of times scar tissue starts to set in and it becomes very difficult to regain that mobility. So this might just be kind of a longer journey just to uh, prep you. Um, and sometimes it can be to a point where you might need surgery again to regain that mobility. Um, so that is um, kind of a, a, a real talk there, Harsh I guess. reality, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I would say here is to definitely, if you have pain with your wrist in extension, so this would mean like being in a push-up position where your wrist is extended and you have weight on it, um, definitely avoid things like that. So again, listen to your body, like the last segment we just talked about. Um, but instead, do push-ups with your wrist in neutral. So you can hold dumbbell handles, or you can hold perfect push-up handles, um, things like that. If you're doing overhead pressing, maybe keep your wrist in a more neutral position as you're pressing overhead, as opposed to letting your wrist bend back. Um, same thing for bench pressing. And in the meantime, we'd like you to do very light mobility work um probably in quadruped you think i think so most yeah. of the drills so i i did actually a youtube video uh about handstands recently and i did a whole segment on wrist mobility um and how to kind of warm up your wrists for handstands but it's great it's really good for anybody who's wanting to have a little gain a little bit more wrist extension and flexion mm -hmm. um and all of the drills that I showed were in quadruped. It's just kind of a nice, easy way. It, and quadruped is just on your hands and knees. Um, and basically, it's an easy way to... It's very self-limiting. So basically, once your hands are down, you can start with just some forward rocking where you bring your shoulders forward over your fingers a little bit and then rock back. And you can only go... Just only go as far as you can without your heel of your hand lifting up. 
So basically, keep your whole hand down and rock forward and rock back. And so you're going through, um, you're not just holding the stretch, but you're actually going through more of a dynamic range of motion. And over time, you'll be able to, you'll actually feel that you're able to get a little bit further and a little bit further as you go and as you st- try to stay relaxed throughout that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you can do from there is just point your hands in different directions. So after you do that, you can flip your fingers back toward you. Um, you'll want your hands a little bit closer to your knees in this case because it's a little harder of a stretch to get into. And then again, rock your shoulders forward and back. You can turn your fingers out to the sides and then rock side to side. And all of these are just going to hit slightly different areas of the wrist and just give you a slightly different stimulus so that you're, um, you know, working, working different parts of the joint, basically. Yeah. Think of it kind of like a compass. You want your hand to point north, west, south, and east um, each time you go through the drill, basically, to really hit and target all those different um, ranges of motion that you could have in your wrist. Um, as far as um, it, that might even still cause a little bit of pain. So instead of going hands right below your shoulders and knees below your hips, what you could do is rock back towards your heels with your hips. So you're sitting back on your heels and then slide your hands closer towards your knees and then go through that motion. And it's a much more unloaded fashion. Um, Vice versa, you can get your hands out a little bit further away from you or even do the same thing with your knees off the floor in kind of like an off-knees quadruped position where you're putting a little bit more load if you feel that it's comfortable. So kind of like really, again, listening to your body and playing around with those sorts of positions and just gradually working over time that range of motion. Yeah, and I I can kind of feel you because I broke my hand playing football and I Mm. still definitely have... This was almost two years ago now at this point, almost exactly. Um, I still have much more limitation on my right side because I was in a cast for six weeks and... You know, I, I did all of my OT and I did everything, but there's just a certain amount that after surgery and after a broken bone that you just may not regain. So I still, I mean, I still work on it and I still do some of those drills, um, but it does definitely take time after two years. I'm still not quite, my right hand doesn't quite match my left in terms of mobility. So, um, but hopefully, but it, it is helping. So hopefully some of those drills actually help you out too. Yeah. And then lastly, just in terms of tissue quality, um, it might be good to use the stick um, I think it's called or a tiger tail, and you can roll that up along the uh, the top and bottom of your forearms, or you you might be able to get in there with a lacrosse ball, and then probably checking in with with a physical therapist or an or OT, an OT a, yeah, yeah, of some sort, just to um, get a better understanding of maybe your particular situation, and maybe they have a certain diagnosis that they can work with a little bit better. But um, that's what we have for you. Cool. Cool. Kind of rattled through those pretty quick. Yeah, quicker episode today. Yeah. But yeah. But it's because we're in California. We got to go to the beach, you know? Yeah, we're we're in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, cool. So if you could leave us any more questions that you have um, through podcast at achievefitnessboston.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram at achievefitnessboston. Also, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, And that's about it. So until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.